What's good, everyone? Welcome back to Bleacher Seats Podcast. Fourth and final edition of our Bracket Breakdown Specials. Tonight we'll be coming covering the Midwest region. Also doing our final four picks. So we're probably going to go through the Midwest region pretty quick. Get on to our final four picks and also our title game picks. Uh, first of all, crazy day in the NFL for agency. Get to that soon. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of big names signing elsewhere. Sean Watson saga. We will get to that, I promise you. But before we dive into this bracket breakdown, follow us on Twitter at BSeats Podcast. On Instagram, Bleacher underscore seats underscore podcast. Let's get it. So, to kick off this Midwest region, we're going to get into the Kansas versus Texas Southern game. Uh, Texas Southern with the win last night. Not much going on in this game. Kansas is going to run away with this one. I don't see a lot of pressure coming from Texas Southern in this one. Typical 1 versus 16 game. Don't know when we're going to see another UMBC versus Virginia type game. I think that was one of those ones where it just matched up perfectly with Virginia style of play. If you're a 16 seed, that's what you ask for. Kansas scores too much. Kansas moving on to the second round. We will discuss them further, but for this point of matter, not much to talk about with that game. So, 8-9 matchup. San Diego State versus Creighton. I really like Creighton in this one. Um, I think they're more battle-tested. Both teams score about the same amount of points. Uh, Creighton, a little worse on defense than San Diego State, but overall, I think when you talk about Creighton, you've got to talk about uh, McDermott putting together another coaching job. He lost a lot of starters from a Sweet 16 team a year ago, but comes back ready to go. Being an eighth seed is no joke. They've got a few injuries, but I think their guards will be ready to go. Uh, Matt Bradley for San Diego State coming in, averaging 17 points from the guard position. I think he's going to do all he can, but ultimately I've got Creighton moving on out of this game, playing Kansas. So let's go down to Iowa, the 5C versus Richmond. Richmond kind of, I don't want to say limping their way in, but... They came into this game needing to come out of the A-10. Uh, they beat Davidson, I believe. Yes, Davidson. With an upset victory in the Atlantic 10 Conference title game to get in. That was a great game coming down the stretch, ultimately. Richmond, though, not not much going on this year. Uh, 65th ranked straight the schedule. No top 25 games. I know if you look at Iowa coming out of the Big Ten, much like every other Big Ten team we've talked about so far, very inconsistent. Twelve and or twenty-six and nine overall, twelve and eight in the Big Ten, which that's good when you're playing a good strength of schedule. But their strength of schedule was sixtieth, not much better than Richmond. Uh, this is probably going to be a heavy upset favored matchup, but I think Iowa scores too many points for Richmond. Richmond only giving up 68 points per game, but Iowa coming in averaging almost 84 a game. Giving up the amount of points that Richmond scores a game. I look for Iowa just being too much right now. Uh, Richmond, if you're going to look for an upside to them, they're not a terrible three-point shooting team compared to Iowa, but 
ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't think that Tyler Burton for Richmond is going to be enough. He, I know he comes in averaging 16 points and 7.5 and rebounds, but when you have a guy like Keegan Murray on the other side for Iowa, just too much for him to handle coming from a mid-major. So Iowa will be moving on to play the winner of our 5 versus 13 or 4 versus 13 matchup, which is Providence versus South Dakota State. South Dakota State coming in with a terrible strength of schedule. Um, the one thing they do have going for them in this game is their points per game, averaging almost 88 or 87 points per game, led by their forward Douglas Wilson, averaging 16 and a half per game. Uh, they have the longest winning streak in the program history, which is good, but ultimately when you're averaging that win streak, Coming in 18-0 in conference play, 30-4 overall, but with a 198th strength of schedule. That's not something when you're trying to pick an upset that really stands out to you. Providence, 14-3 in the Big East. Not a bad conference at all, so I think Providence pretty easily wins this game. They might catch a little bit of struggle from San Diego State as far as their free throw shooting, and their field goal statistics. Also, if we're looking at it, San Diego State has a top, the top three-point shooting team in this tournament, coming in averaging 45% from three. But Providence, too much unless someone from San Diego State can catch fire. Moving down to the bottom half of this region, we'll look at the 6-11 versus 11 game. LSU, the sixth seed, coming in. Iowa State, the 11th seed coming in. A lot of turmoil around LSU right now. Um, some allegations going on in the program. Just fired their coach, like I said, in the wake of the allegations. I don't know if they have mentally what it takes to get this game done. Uh, both teams are 2-1 and one in games versus common opponents, so not much to look at there. Iowa State coming out 7-11, losing record in the Big 12 overall. 20 and 12, LSU 22 and 11, 9 and 9 in the SEC. I think if we're looking for something to hang our hats on as far as an upset, uh, there's not much, honestly. I think the turmoil is just going to be too much. Isaiah Brocking, Brockington for Iowa State, though, the guard, 17 points per game, 7 rebounds. Huge numbers for a guard, I think, ultimately. He can be enough, um, especially when you consider LSU's turmoil lately. I like Iowa State in this one. Both teams coming in rocky their last 10 games. Iowa State 4-6, and six, LSU 6-4. and four. Um, We're going to go with Iowa State in this one, pulling off the upset solely based off of whether LSU can get their team mentally prepared for this game. So let's drop down. The number three seed Wisconsin Badgers versus Colgate out of the PIT Conference, Patriot League Conference. Colgate coming in 16 and 2, 23 and 11 overall. Big upset pick if you're looking for an upset. Um, the one thing I will advise on when picking a game like this every year, there's pretty close to one 14 versus three upset. This is not that upset. If you're looking for one, Colgate coming in with the 317th ranked strength of schedule. Not great overall. Wisconsin coming out of the Big Ten, 15 and 5 in the Big Ten. 
which compared to some of the other Big Ten teams, pretty pretty reasonable. 24 and 7 overall, 20th ranked schedule, 5 and 3 versus top 25 teams. Colgate, no top 25 games at all. Um, I know they're riding a hot streak there at Colgate, 10 and 0 in their last 10 games, but ultimately their high ranked three point percentage is not going to be enough in this game. I think Wisconsin with uh I know that Wisconsin has Johnny Davis there at point guard, averaging 19 and 8. I think that's just a little too much. Uh I don't see this being much of a competition. Wisconsin's gonna come out of the Big Ten or come out of this game. I think they're probably one of the top-ranked Big Ten teams that it comes to picking a tournament win as far as advancing the team further in the tournament. Uh, look for Wisconsin to come out of this game. So before we get into our last two games, not many upsets going on in this region so far. Iowa State over LSU is really the on, only main one. So that will bring us to USC, the 7th seed, versus Miami, Florida, the 10th seed. A lot of misconstrued stats when it comes to this one. USC coming out 14-6 and six out of the Pac-12 as a conference schedule. Uh, Miami 14-6 and six coming out of the ACC, 23-10 overall. USC 26-7. I know the heavy betting odds on this one is for USC. I don't see it, honestly. Uh, both teams not a great, great strength of schedule. Both teams similar in points per game. I think Miami's defense is a little better. Both teams similar when it comes to record versus top 25. I think one of the things you have to look at in this one is free throw percentage. Going to be a huge thing. Um, USC overall, 328 at only 66.6% from the free throw line. Not It's not something when you talk about a tournament team. Not something you think of when picking a team to go win multiple games or even one game. So I think for this one, Miami just... Too much of a better overall team. Uh, they got Cameron McGusty, the guard, averaging 17 and a half a game. I think that mm-hmm. Miami ultimately mm-hmm. too much for USC. USC banking off the Pac-12 schedule. Uh, Miami, I know the ACC hasn't been great, but too many good opponents for them. So we're going to take Miami in this one. Leading us to our bottom pick. The number two Auburn Tigers out of the SEC coming in 27 and 5 overall, 15 and 3. First Jacksonville State coming out of the Atlantic Sun, 13 and 3 overall, or 13 and 3 in the conference, 21 and 10 overall. Don't look for a 15 versus 2 upset. I don't think we've actually picked one yet. So that means we're probably going to be one. I just don't see it being this one. Jacksonville State has not played anyone good this year. Um, They played one top 25 team. They lost. Auburn coming in with a 38th ranked strength of schedule. Both teams pretty even in their last 10 games. Um, Jacksonville State does have a good three-point shooting team. But other than that, not much going on. I know Auburn's kind of been a surprise team this year. Bruce Pearl, good coach, kind of building up a new brand. Similar like he did Tennessee. So I think... Auburn's going to get this win. Move on to a second-round matchup versus Miami. So that'll bring us back up to the top of this region. Kansas versus Creighton. 
If you're looking for Kansas to have an early exit in this tournament, don't look now. I think overall they're just too tough for Creighton. Better schedule, higher points per game, similar defensive points per game. Uh, both teams are actually pretty similar against the top 25. Uh, Kansas 6-4 and four overall. Creighton 5-6 and six overall. Uh, both teams coming in similar record last 10 games. Kansas, though, uh, better – well, I wouldn't even say they're a better three-point shooter. They're about the same. But overall, field goal percentage, Kansas is shooting 48%. I like uh, Okai Ajabi, Ogji, uh, the guard coming in, averaging almost 20 points per game and five rebounds. Uh, he's playing a lot of minutes. Well, both, both teams play a lot of minutes from their starters. I think overall, Kansas' Big 12 record, Big 12 schedule is going to be enough to get this one done. Look for Kansas to move on to the Sweet 16. Uh, overall, I just don't think Creighton has enough to compete in the long run with this team. So, except like versus common opponents, though, Kansas 3-0, Creighton 2-1. Should be a good matchup. Kansas is going to struggle a little bit. This will be one of their tougher games in this region, but Creighton's going to ultimately fall short, which will move us down to our next matchup, the number five seed Iowa versus four seed Providence. This is going to be a great game overall. Iowa coming off winning the Big Ten. Providence coming off out of the Big, Big East. Um, I think when we look at it top to bottom, Providence has had the tougher road. Providence is the better team. The only thing going in Iowa's favor is they have probably one of the best players in this tournament in Keegan Murray. Um, not sure if that's enough to get it done. I think ultimately you can have one good player, but usually when it's a forward, it's not enough. So I think Providence is going to get this win. Um, the only big question is if their defense can hold Iowa down enough. Like I said before, Iowa coming in averaging almost 84 points per game. Providence defense only giving up 67 points per game. So I think that's going to be a huge factor. Got to look for Providence uh, forwards to contain Murray. Ultimately, though, I think Providence gets this win, moves on to play Kansas. Taking us down to our next matchup, the 11 seed fresh off their upset against LSU. Iowa State versus the 3 seed Wisconsin. This is going to be one of those toss-up games. Both teams similar in points per game and opponents' points per game. Uh, if you wanted to look at a big common denominator or big factor, it's the strength of schedule. Uh, Wisconsin obviously had the Big Ten playing a 20th ranked strength of schedule. Iowa State at 69th. Uh, one other thing to look at in this game is going to be I guess the over the over under in this game should be pretty low, um, solely based off of Wisconsin's points and giving up points per game. Also Iowa State. So the main factor in this one's probably going to be free throw percentage. Uh, Wisconsin coming in shooting great from the line. Iowa one of the worst three point shooting teams in this tournament. I think we have two. I think we have two of the worst three point shooting teams in this region alone. So. Iowa State, ultimately, when we're talking about it, it's going to fall short in this one. 
Uh, I think Johnny Davis from Wisconsin is just too much for Isaiah Brockington to guard. Um, both both point guards, though, averaging great points per game and great assists. Wisconsin, though, ultimately is going to come out with this victory. They will move on to play the winner of Miami, Florida, and Auburn. This is one of those matchups that's a little bit intriguing to me. Um, I know Auburn's coming in 3-2 versus top 25. Miami coming in 1-2. and two. One thing that stands out to me, both teams are very similar in, in uh, points per game and very similar in opponents' points per game. Similar records in the last 10. I will say if you're looking for an edge, overall Miami's a better field goal shooting team. Uh, one interesting fact that I heard today is, I think this was a credit to CBS Sports in one of their daily updates, no team that lost their conference, first round of their conference tournament, has ever won a national title. So, we didn't talk about that yesterday. I didn't obviously know this stat yesterday when we were talking about the uh, East region, but that eliminates Baylor and Auburn when you're talking about high-ranked seeds. Um, eliminates a few other teams in this tournament that aren't going to be factors long-term, but uh, when talking about this matchup alone, you never know who's going to break that stigma. This is one of my bigger upsets in this bracket, or in the bracket overall. I have Miami winning this game, going on to the Sweet 16. I think Cameron McGussie is too much for Auburn. Uh, I look for also Jim Laranega has just been a great overall consistent coach when it comes to tournament games. Uh, I know Miami had their troubles with Florida State and Virginia, both non-tournament teams this year, but still, I think Auburn's inconsistency down the stretch is going to play a huge factor in this one. And we have Miami of Florida moving into the Sweet 16. So, let's take it back up top. Kansas versus Providence. Kansas, obviously, a blue blood. Providence, I don't know if they've made it to an Elite 8 or Final 4 before. Uh, when we're talking about common opponents... One of the things you have to look at is the Big 12 versus Big East. I think the Big 12 overall, a better conference. Providence still with a great record versus the top 25. 4-2 and two overall, Kansas 6-4. and four. Similarities, but like we said before, Kansas strength of schedule, second in the country. Uh, I just think that while Kansas isn't a great shooting team, they are a little bit better. Then Providence, especially when it comes to field goal percentage, Kansas top 20 in the country. Providence top 210 maybe, I think is what we're looking at. Um, Auburn's, or Kansas obviously, one of the better three-point shooting teams too. Kansas too much for Providence. Kansas on to the Elite Eight, where they'll play the winner of Wisconsin versus Miami. One of our upset games, uh, like we just said before, Miami picking the upset over Auburn. Just don't think Auburn has been consistent enough this year. There's a lot to like in Miami in this one. And if we're looking for a sleeper team once they get to this far, I think Miami is going to be a team to look at. Uh, just because we're talking about Cameron McGussie here, averaging 17.5 points per game, 4.5 rebounds, 2.5 assists. I think if they can slow down the Wisconsin guard play, 
make Wisconsin play their style of play of slowing it down. Uh, I know we're looking at Wisconsin only averaging 70 points per game. Miami averaging 74.8. So I think Miami can get this game done. We're going with the, we're riding the upset train of Miami right now. We're putting them in the Elite Eight against Kansas. So we have the Elite Eight matchup of Kansas versus Miami, Florida. Um, all Cinderella stories must come to an end. Miami's going to lose this one. Kansas just too much offense, too much defense, too battle tested, I think. Um, field goal percentage is going to be close. Both teams shoot well in the paint. Kansas better three-point shooting team, free throws, give the edge to Miami. But when it comes down to it, both Miami and Kansas, one and one against common opponents. I like Kansas in this one. Kansas moving on to the final four. So before we dive into this final four, like I said before, make sure to follow us on Instagram, bleacher underscore seats underscore podcast on Twitter at bseatspodcast. So if you've been following along all week, we have a final four matchup of Gonzaga, the one seed, out of the which back is that? Out of the West versus Purdue, the three seed out of the East, and then Arizona, the one seed out of the South versus uh sorry, Kansas out of the Midwest. Uh when we break down this Kansas or Gonzaga versus Purdue matchup, there's a lot to like at Purdue. Um we can go back to the old adage that mid-majors don't win these tournaments. Gonzaga is a hot pick every year. Every year they get just closer and closer. This year will not be the year they get it done. I like Purdue in this one. Look for it to be probably a high-scoring game. Maybe 83 to maybe 83, 78. Will be a high-scoring game. Both teams coming in with the same record versus top 25. Top 55 ranked strength of schedules. Uh, the only question about Purdue is how they've came into this tournament recently, but ultimately the fourth team in the country in three-point field goal percentage, fifth team in the country in field goal percentage. I know Gonzaga's first in field goal percentage, but Purdue too much right now for Gonzaga. Uh, anytime you're one of your star players is a freshman, you wonder how they're going to handle a tournament game when it gets to this point. Ultimately, I think Chet Holmgren, I don't want to say he's going to struggle, but he's not going to be as good as he's been all year in their conference. So we've got Purdue in the championship game versus the winner of Arizona versus Kansas. This is going to be a great game. Arizona 18-2 in the Pac-12, 31-3 overall. Kansas 28-6 overall. Both teams Great coming in. Um, both teams five plus wins against the top 25. Both teams averaging 78 plus points per game. Uh, both teams also even against uh, points per game, giving up on defense. I think overall, Arizona is the better shooting team. Arizona has the better player and Benedict Mathurin as their guard. Just too much to handle. I like Arizona in this one. Look for this to be a barn burner. Uh, probably an 85 to 80 game, honestly. So we have Arizona in the championship game versus Purdue. I don't look for this to be that close. Um, sometimes when you get to a game like this, there's so much hype build up around it. Both teams have beat great teams all year. Obviously, Purdue coming off of a huge game against Gonzaga, which we have them winning. 
might be a little let down. I think Arizona is the better shooting team in this game when it comes down to it. Um, Purdue's going to struggle a little bit to keep up with Arizona. Jaden Ivey, I know he's been a little banged up, but we will see what happens with him. I like Arizona in this one, which gives us Arizona returning back on top to national championship form. Uh, just for shits and giggles, we'll go with a score of 79 to 71. Um, Arizona's going to come out on top. Overall, I think, though, Purdue is going to restore some relevance back to the Big Ten. Arizona ultimately restoring some relevance back to them, uh, back to their 1990s, early 2000s days. So, Arizona getting the win. It's going to be a great March Madness. That's our pick. Arizona 2022 National Champion. Make sure everyone locks into these games all weekend. Hopefully, we're going to talk a little free agency this weekend. Hopefully Deshaun Watson makes a pick this weekend of who he wants to play for. A lot going on in Cleveland as far as Baker Mayfield. So we'll dive into that. But make sure to follow us all weekend on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram bleacher underscore seats underscore podcast. Twitter at B Seats Podcast. We'll be doing a lot of interactive stuff this weekend. So make sure to hit us up on there. And everyone enjoy their March Madness. Hopefully everyone has a good day tomorrow. Maybe if I had something to say. Butterfly effect from the last three days now. Maybe if I had something to save. I used to have a soul until I threw it away. There are shadows on the